Hey friends, welcome back to the Unfolding Podcast, where we unfold the truth of God's word together to know him more. I'm your host, Katie, and I am so glad that you are here. This week on the podcast, we will talk about renewing our minds. Where do we see this idea in scripture to renew our mind? Why should we renew our mind? What is renewing our mind? And how do we renew our mind? We will touch on each of these questions to hopefully give you insight into the importance of renewing your mind. I pray this encourages you today. Let's get to the episode. If you're new to the podcast, each episode I share something I'm thankful for, a lesson I'm learning, and our verse of the week. Before I jump into that, I wanted to apologize because in the last episode, I listened to it and I realized that I forgot to turn off my baby monitor in my bedroom and you could hear my kid's sound machine for the whole episode in the background and I am really sorry about that. It is off this time and hopefully background noise is very minimal and hopefully we get through this episode before anybody decides to wake up. (laughs) All right, so my gratitude for today is that I am so thankful for fall. It's officially autumn. When I'm recording this, it's technically the first full day of autumn, and it's my favorite time of the year. It honestly took me longer this year to be ready for fall than it ever has, and I'm not really sure why. Usually by September 1st, I'm putting pumpkins everywhere, And maybe this year I was just really enjoying the warmth of summer and didn't want it to end. Or maybe it was warmer than normal this September. I'm not sure. Anyway, I'm so thankful for this time of the year. From like right now until December 31st are the best months of the year. I love the holidays. Um, My husband's birthday was a couple weeks ago. My kids' birthday's in November. My birthday's in December. And of course, we have Christmas and Thanksgiving and Halloween. Uh, My heart's just so full. And I feel like so much joy this time of year. And I feel like myself completely comfortable um, with like the clothes I wear and everything. So, um, plus the anticipation of Christmas with two year olds (laughs) is. Oh, it makes me so giddy to think about like their Christmas this year is going to be so much fun because they know what's going on. So that's what I'm thankful for. And my lesson for this week is that I'm learning to embrace delayed gratification. I feel like the world is constantly pushing instant gratification, especially with the internet. Um, Like you see like before and afters of people's house renovations and it feels instant because it's like before and then you swipe and their house is renovated. In reality, it took them months and months and months to do that, but it gives you the illusion of instant gratification. You know, um, you can access any information you could possibly want to know in seconds on your phone. You can get a package shipped in two days instead of two months. I really realized this when we tried to order a couch um, a couple last year and everything was still really backed up because of COVID. And so it was going to take six months to get to us and we ended up canceling it the month before it arrived because we were tired of waiting for it. (laughs) Um, So we're the world like pushes instant gratification. I mean, that's why it's called the Instagram because it's like an instant photo, you know. Um, but I thought about it the other morning and I realized that the Lord actually designed gratification to be delayed. He could have created the universe in a single moment with a single phrase and done everything he did. But instead, he spread it over seven days. And the same with Christ. He could have accomplished all that he accomplished in the grave in a single moment. But instead, he took three days to do it and to come back to life. And this is something I'm learning because the gratification of parenting is very, very delayed. Um, 
you know, I felt like the past couple days I'm disciplining and correcting the same like three things over and over and over again all day long. And I was like, this has to pay off, right? You know, I wish they would just listen the first time I tell them something, but it doesn't work like that. (laughs) It takes time and patience and consistencies, consistency, you know? And, um, I was like, I just have to stay consistent. I have to be patient. I have to stick to my word and it will click and the gratification will be delayed, but it will be better because I waited for it so long. Um, oh, and another example I thought of was with pregnancy. Like, you know, you want a baby right now, but you still have to wait nine months. Even if you go through adoption or IVF or some other avenue of becoming a parent, you have to wait a certain amount of time. Like adoption can take years to um, complete, you know, and gratification is not instant, even though the world wants us to think that gratification shouldn't be instant and I'm just really working on remembering that and learning that and to be patient and wait for what the Lord has instead of like jumping to the end results here is our verse for this week it says do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. That is Romans 12 verse 2. And this is the basis for today's conversation. Today our conversation is all about renewing our mind. And I wanted to start the conversation by reading an article from legionnaire.org about um, renewing your mind. It doesn't have the author listed but I will link the article in the show notes for you. It says, In light of the great salvation that Christ purchased for his people, believers must devote themselves to God as living sacrifices who give all that they are for his service out of a profound sense of gratitude for his grace. This dedication, Paul tells us, is our spiritual worship. This phrase, spiritual worship, represents a Greek phrase that is difficult to translate into English, and other translations such as the KJV render it as reasonable service. In any case, we know the concept that Paul is conveying. He is talking about worship that involves the heart and the mind, one that is not mere formalism, but that gives the Lord what he wants. It is worship that is appropriate as a reflection of our being made in his image. Worship that is fitting for rational creatures who live by divine revelation and have understood the person and work of Christ. Given these truths, we see that Christianity is a faith of both mind and heart. God does not call us to surrender our rational faculties when we trust in his son, Rather, it is only in serving him that we use our minds as he created them to be used. That is why Christian discipleship, the presentation of ourselves as living sacrifices, requires the renewal of our minds, as the apostle writes in today's passage. We see here the means by which we are changed and taken out of the situation in which we find ourselves as fallen sons and daughters of Adam. Recall that in Romans 1 verses 18 through chapter 3 verse 20, Paul tells us that apart from the grace of God, human beings are given over to futility in their thinking, a condition in which we do not understand or love holy things. Our mind as well as our hearts must be changed if we are to see the world rightly and even begin to comprehend the things of the Lord. This occurs through the renewing of our minds which happens decisively at conversation when the preaching of the word of God, oh, excuse me, this happens decisively at conversion when the preaching of the word of God moves us to assent to his truth. But this change also continues throughout our walk with the Lord as the spirit continues to use his word to grant us the mind of Christ in an ever greater measure. Christian faith is not a mindless faith. We are called to discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. We can fulfill this call only as our minds are shaped by the precepts of scripture. 
Christian thinking is to be molded by the entire Bible, including the words of the Apostle Paul in Romans 12 through 16, where he lays out in great detail what is good in the eyes of the Lord. As Reformed Evangelical Christians, we are quick to emphasize the importance of personal Bible study. But do our words match our practice? Scripture does not set out some program of reading that must be followed in order to be a good Christian, but it is clear that regular meditation on the Word of God is key to our maturity in Christ. As we are able, let us all make time for the study of God's Word. To sum it all up, in order to properly worship the Lord, we have to renew our mind to the place that it was intended to be when God created us before sin entered the equation. So renewing our mind is a vital part of our discipline as Christians. And we see this in in scripture in quite a few places. I did not write down all the places that we saw this word renew, but I did write down like four scriptures. The first one is our verse of the week, which is Romans 12, 2. I'll read that again. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. We also see this idea of renewing our mind or spirit in Ephesians chapter 4. Let me turn there. Verses 19 through 24. It says, They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. And these are talking about non-believers. But that is not the way you learned Christ. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed by the spirit of your mind and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So Paul is telling the Ephesians that The unbelievers, the Gentiles, they are callous and they um, have given themselves up to the flesh and are ready to practice any kind of sin. But that is not the way that we have learned from Christ. We have learned if if you are a believer, you have been taught by him and you have learned to put off your old self and your old life, which is corrupt and deceitful and evil, and be renewed or changed in your heart and mind. In Colossians chapter 3, verses 8 through 10, we have a similar um, idea. It says, But now you must put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another. Seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. So once you put off your sin and your old self, you are continually renewed in the knowledge of Christ and his image, which means you're constantly learning basically about who Christ is and you're no longer in sin, but you're in this different place of continual learning of Christ and his character. Our last introductory scripture is in Philippians chapter 2 verses 5 to 7. Have this mind among yourselves which is also in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. So before verse 5, Paul 
talks to the Philippians about um, being united, being loving, being selfless, being humble, and putting others first. And he says, um, you're to have this mind, which is also in Christ. So part of being renewed is making your mind like Christ so that you can become, um, so you can be turned into his image. And what does Christ look like? Well, he didn't think he was, um, he was God and he was equal with God, but he did not act like that. That's not the place he took while he was on earth. Instead, he emptied himself of everything and became a servant. It became like you and I. That is the kind of mind we're supposed to have, a selfless mind. So renewing our minds is a process and a practice. It's not something instantaneous and final. As long as we live on earth, we are in a constant state of renewing our mind. So I don't want you to think once you renew your mind, once you're done, it's a constant um, process and it's a it's a daily practice that we should begin to put in place as soon as possible and I feel like the spirit works in us to renew our mind but the more intentional we are about renewing our mind the more transformation we'll see and the more Christ-like we will become when we make it an intentional practice in our day so maybe you're thinking, why should we renew our mind? There's these verses, but why should we renew our mind? Well, we see why in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says we renew our mind so that we can discern God's will and so that we can discern what is good and acceptable and perfect. That's why we renew our mind. We also need to renew our mind so that we can be like Christ. As believers, as Christians, it's in the name. We are called to Christ-likeness. And renewing our mind is a step in becoming like him and thinking like him. Because that's the goal. And the renewing our mind is how we get there. We are to put off our old self and put on the new person and renewing our mind is a part of putting on the new person and becoming righteous and holy and um like god not that we could ever be in the same place but we can change into not change into but change our characteristics to be his characteristics like the fruit of the spirit because those are not naturally a part of the human flesh those are characteristics from God that we as believers grow into in essence we renew our minds so that we are more like Jesus this is how or this is our whole goal on earth to be like Christ this will come to completion the day we see him face to face that's when it will be done when we die and he takes our old body and he makes it new again and makes it like him but in the meantime it's something we're continually working on is being like christ and renewing our mind is again how we do that what exactly does it mean to renew your mind i wanted to do this well so i did something i've never done before and i looked up the greek word um, because if you didn't know, the Bible was written in Greek and to get the most accurate definition of something in the Bible, it's good to look at the Greek meaning first. <coughs> Excuse me. So the Greek word for renew is anakainu. That's my pronunciation. I have never learned an ounce of Greek. But it is spelled A-N-A-K-A-I-N-O-O. And the meaning is simply to make something new. And I found this definition on Bible Hub, which is like a, I don't know, it's like where 
you can access all kinds of different concordances and basically you can pick a verse and it'll give you the verse and um, it'll have the Greek and the English right next to each other so you can read it and then you can click on a specific word and it'll take you to the Greek definition. It was really cool actually and it had a definition on there um, that meant that renewal is achieved only by God's power. When you read it in the Greek, that is the idea that you get, is that it's something that God has to do. And it means that it's a continual process of making something new again. It's not once, it's continual. <clears throat> I saw a different definition, and I didn't want to reference it alone because I wasn't sure about the site that I found it on but it was a really interesting idea that I wanted to share and it said that the definition of renewal meant to be renovated by an inward transformation and that just painted a really clear picture in my head of what it means to renew your mind and I thought that this picture might help us grasp this idea a little bit better and um so the word renovated really sparked the image in my mind because it gives the it gives me the image of somebody renovating a home and i've seen this idea of renewing your mind described as like wallpapering your mind with the truth of god's word which is not a bad idea but i just didn't like the idea of wallpaper because um wallpaper is kind of coming back into style now I've seen a lot of people are putting wallpaper up I never have I did when I was a kid I had like a band of wallpaper like two-thirds up on my bedroom walls um and like the top of it was pink and then the bottom was like a pink and purple splotchiness with like um kitten it had cats on it a kitten wallpaper um around like the band and when you put up wallpaper, you can just slap it right up on the wall that already exists, on the paint that already exists, on the sheetrock that already that already exists. And you're just putting it over the top of what already is there. And I didn't really, that just didn't seem like what renewing our mind should be, is covering up what our thoughts are naturally with what they should be. Instead, I like the idea of renovating like extreme home makeover style or chip and joy in a game style where you go in and you literally rip down the wall. You take the sheetrock out and you bust down beams and you make a space that was wasn't there before there or in you divide a room and you put up a brand new wall um that is kind of the idea of renewing your mind in my head is that it's more of like a deep gutting of your mind and building up brand new walls it's not just laying wallpaper over an existing painted wall it's ripping out the sheetrock and putting up new sheetrock and choosing a new paint color and making it look completely different than it did before. Um, I feel like that is what renewing our mind is. It's a complete rebuild of our mind and our spirit and our thought life, not just a simple covering. It's much more in depth. It's changing the core part of our our minds um just like if you want to expand your house you build up you like rip a hole in the wall and build a completely new hallway to the addition of your house <clears throat> you don't just stick it outside where it doesn't connect you know I'm this illustration's gotten way too far away from me I think you get the idea forgive me for rambling I'm sure you understand if you don't 
That's my bad, not yours. <laughs> so that's what renewing your mind should be. Rebuilding your brain to think like Christ. And um, we're going to talk about how to exactly do that because my least favorite thing is when you hear somebody talk about something spiritual and they like get the idea, but they don't tell you practical ways to achieve the goal. <laughs> so we're going to talk about how we actually can renew our mind. What are actual concrete steps we can take to renew our mind? How do we actually renew our mind? I think the first step when you're renovating a house, you have to take away what shouldn't be there. If you have a, a beam that's rotting, you have to take it out, right? You can't just leave it there and build around it. You have to replace it. So the first step in renewing your mind is to recognize and tear down what shouldn't be in your mind. We are new creatures in Christ and we are not meant to stay the same. We are meant to change and transform and grow so the there are thoughts that we're thinking that we should not be thinking and we have to get to the root cause of those thoughts or else they won't change because if you just say okay I'm not gonna think like that anymore it's not gonna happen you have to figure out why am I thinking like this and how can I change why I'm thinking like this here's an example say I'm having the thought I'm so anxious about the amount of money in our bank account. The, if I say I'm just not going to think, I'm going to think positively, it's not going to change because the root of that thought is that I don't trust God to provide and that I think I'm in better control than God, which is not true. So I have to go to that root and think, okay, I'm anxious because I'm not trusting God. Why should I trust God to provide? And you look in scripture and you see that um, the Bible says that God will provide all your needs according to his riches and glory. So once we get to the root cause of our untrue thoughts that are not Christ-like, then we can rebuild our thought processes into truth. Um, so the first step... <clears throat> I think after you nail down the root cause is to douse yourself in truth in every possible way. And you may think this is cliche or you may roll your eyes or whatever. You may have some negative feelings towards this idea. But the way you renew your mind is through scripture. If you want to rebuild your thought life and change your thoughts to become like Christ, you have to get into the mind of Christ. And how do you get to the mind of Christ? How do you know the mind of Christ? It's in scripture. That's how we know what Christ thought and how he lived his life. And that's where we find the truth. If you go to church on Sunday Maybe you go on Wednesday night too. That's not enough truth. It's not going to give you an insight into the way that Christ thinks. You need to look into the mind of Christ, the Bible, every single day. If you want to change how you think, you have to douse yourself in scripture daily. You can't, consistency is key. You can't achieve anything unless you're consistent. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. If you don't have time to open your Bible, you need to reprioritize your day. Because if, you're, if you don't like the way you're thinking and you want to be like Christ and you want to obey the scripture and renew your mind, you're going to have to find time to read your Bible. So how do you douse yourself in truth? Exactly. Because again, like I said, I'm a practical gal. I like practical steps. So the first way you douse yourself in scripture is by daily Bible reading. I don't think it really matters if you read in the morning or at lunch or before bed. As long as you sit and meet with the Lord in a concentrated, focused period of time, however long that may be for you. There's no way around it. 
Rebuilding your mind from the inside out begins with reading the word for yourself daily, even if it's a verse and just meditating on a single verse. Hopefully it's more because the more you read, the more you get to know Christ and the more you get out of it. But one verse is a great place to start. This looks different for everyone. The, the amount of time you read or the method you use to read. Maybe you like devotional books or maybe you read one verse and maybe you take notes or maybe you just make marks in your Bible. Maybe you just sit there and read and think about it. Um, but what should look the same for everybody is that it's done every day with an open heart to learning. Um, that should look the same for all of us is daily reading how you do it when you do it how long you do it doesn't really matter what matters is that you do it the second step to dousing yourself in scripture and renewing your mind is meditation and I don't mean like the kind you do at the end of yoga where you're going mm, and you open your mind and you say something nice to yourself not that kind of meditation um but just sitting and thinking about what you read in your Bible. You can't just read your Bible for a few minutes and that be and be done. You really got to think about it. What does this mean for you? You know, you have to pray and meditate on what you read. You have to think about the true meaning of the scripture, the literal true meaning of the scripture you read. What does it say about God? What does it say about your relationship with God? What does it say about your relationship to other people? What is the main truth of that specific passage? And you got to ask the Lord to teach you. This is a really important part of Bible study is the meditation and thinking about it. And you can journal it out. You can just sit there quietly and ponder what the Lord has said in the Bible. It doesn't matter how. The next thing I feel like is a huge, huge, huge part of renewing your mind. And it has been for me in the past couple months, specifically this discipline, um, is memorization of scripture. When we're talking about the key to renewing our mind, to renovating the way we think, the, the way we build new walls in our mind in place of the old is through scripture memory you have to cement scripture into your brain it's the way truth gets nailed into our brains and our thoughts change from the old ugly thoughts to christ-like thoughts we see this idea of scripture memorization in a couple different passages if you give me a minute i will look it up the first one is Psalms 119.11, a very common verse in regards to memorizing scripture. It says, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I have stored up my word in your heart, in your, your word in my heart, that I might not sin against you. That means tucking it away. And not forgetting it, but keeping it close. The second place we, I'm going to take us to about scripture memory is Deuteronomy 11 verse 8. It says, you shall therefore keep the whole commandment that I, that I command you today, that you may be strong and go in and take possession of the land. That is not the verse <laughs> that I want. awkward that is the wrong verse but it let me google it because um it's 18 there it is deuteronomy eleven eighteen. it says you shall therefore lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul, and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. So you should have this, the scripture written on your heart and on your hand and on your forehead. It should be in your mind. So 
scripture memory is so vital to renewing our mind. Here's how I personally memorize scripture daily and incorporate it into my daily Bible time. Um, this was not a practice I did until recently. I'll be completely honest. Um, in the past couple months, I have really started to implement this because I realized how much I needed it. I was like, I need reminders of what God's truth is throughout my day. <clears throat> when I can't sit and read my Bible, I need him to like bring it to my mind and like for it to be right in front of my face throughout my day and those hard moments. And I was like, I need to start memorizing scripture. And so I wanted to like um, incorporate it into my daily life and my daily Bible reading. And so I Googled different scripture memorization methods because I was like, how, what is the best way to memorize scripture? <laughs> and I found this one article that was super complicated. He talked about, or I don't know if the author was a guy or a girl, but the person talked about, you know, um, making these different rooms in your mind, like a house with different numbers and different doors. And I was like, the method was so confusing and intricate. I was like, this doesn't, what, how, how do you even do this? And I just immediately dismissed it. Cause I was like, what? Um, and I decided to make it simple and <clears throat> I picked, I pick current, this is my current method. I pick one verse a week. Usually it's one that I read in my daily reading or sometimes I choose a verse that I've looked up that relates to a certain struggle I'm having. If it's anger or fear or anxiety or doubt or something like that, I'll find a verse relevant to that. Um, or just a verse I like even. <laughs> so I'll pick one verse and at the end of my Bible reading time, I just write the verse several times in my journal. <laughs> That's what I do. I just sit there and I'll write it a couple times and then I'll try to write it by memory. And then I started doing this thing where I write the verse only using the first letter of each word. So if the, the verse is um, like... John 3 16 for God so loved the world it would be F G S L W and I don't know why but that definitely helps me remember it better I don't know why but that's what I do and it works um and then I will sometimes write the verse on my arm in pen by the first letter of each word or I'll just write the reference to the verse on my hand like right now I'm reading I'm learning oh gosh I can't even remember the reference that's horrible <laughs> obviously I don't have it memorized well enough yet I think it's Psalm 69 13 but it says but as for me my prayer is to you O Lord at an acceptable time in the at an acceptable time O God in the abundance of your steadfast love answer me in your saving faithfulness um and I remembered it so I'll write the reference on my arm or the whole verse according to the first letter of each word so that throughout the day I'll look at my arm and I'll like remember to practice it and like I'll be sweeping the floor and I'll just say it out loud I'll like say it to my kids um, and I'll just think about it throughout the day, um, so that I don't forget to, to work on it in other times than just my Bible reading time. And then, so I pick a verse each week and at the end of the month, I take like however many verses I learned. So if it's a five week month, that will be five verses. And I memorized, um, I memorized them gosh. I'm sorry, guys. I woke up at 4.30 this morning and my brain is shutting down on me in the middle of the podcast. That's embarrassing. I don't have time to like go in and like edit these podcasts and cut things out when I make a stupid verbal mistake like that. So let me rewind. 
and start that sentence again. <laughs> At the end of the month, I take however many verses I learned that month. If it's a five-week month, I learned five verses. And I will write each of those verses that I memorized down in my journal to make sure it's cemented in my mind and to see, okay, these are the verses I learned this month. And then like my goal is to try to like build them up and be able to write two months worth of verses out. Um, but for me, writing it down, and I think for everybody, really helps you remember it because not typing it out, but writing it down with your hand helps you because you think about it as you form the letters and it really cements it in your mind. So memorizing scripture does not have to be hard or really long. You don't have to sit there for an hour every day and say a verse over and over and over again. If you want to and that works for you, perfect. But if not, it doesn't have to be a long and drawn out thing. Like I take like 10 minutes every morning to write the verse five or six times, you know. And then I just try to remember to say it throughout the day. Um, and you can trust that the Holy Spirit will help you memorize the scripture. And then he'll bring it to mind when you need it. And that's what I pray for. Is that like as I'm memorizing these words that God buries it in my heart. And that he brings it to my mind when I need it. Because that's the whole point of memorizing the scriptures. Is to help me change the way I think so that I think scripturally and not like in my flesh, you know? <clears throat> and I think it's a really important and vital way to renew your mind. Um, you can also, if you don't like writing on your arm, I personally don't have a problem with it. But if you don't do like doing that, you can write it on a sticky note and put it like um, maybe like over your kitchen sink or where you spend a lot of time just standing. Um, maybe it's in your shower. I used to use dry erase markers in my shower walls as a teenager and write verses up there to memorize um, or over your kitchen stove or someplace, you know, where you're like thinking about it. You could even put a sticky note on your car dash and so that you can read it when you're at stoplights or at, um, in the pickup line for school or something. <clears throat> I always assume everybody is a mom who listened to this and I know that's not true. So I apologize. Whatever your lifestyle is, there's a, there's a space in time where you have to just stand there and let your thoughts wander. And that's a great time to implement reading or memorizing scripture. The last way that we can practically renew our mind is through prayer. We can accomplish nothing without the power of God. Um, it's impossible. And we need to come before the Lord daily and ask him to help us renew our mind. We can't do it on our own. It's his power that's changing our mind and changing our thought, our thought processes. Um, we have to ask him to, to change the way we think and to cement scripture into our minds and ask him to bring the truth back to our minds when, you're, when we're not thinking like Christ. So if you're in traffic and... Um, you're feeling impatient and frustrated, you can, the Lord, ask the Lord to bring to mind a verse about patience and, you know, not using speech that brings people down, but that brings people up, you know? Um, so here's another example of how prayer can help you renew your mind. Say you're struggling with insecurity about yourself and your ability to do something well, here's what you can pray or an example of how you can pray. Lord, I feel like I'm not good enough for this task or this friendship or this job. I don't feel capable of being the person I need to be for this. I know this isn't the truth. Please remind me of the truth that is in your word. Bring it to my mind. And help me to think like you. And if you don't think it's going to, if you think it's not going to work, just try it. <laughs> it. 
it can't do any harm, right? I personally believe, personally believe it will work and does work, and I've experienced it myself. If you're struggling to do anything or overwhelmed with the thought of changing your thought process and the way you think because it's like, oh, how do I even do this? Take it to Jesus and he can and will help you. Remember, this is a process. This is not ever going to be completed on earth. It's something that we're called to do our entire earthly life is to renew our mind. And the only way we can consistently do that with real progress is through the help of the Holy Spirit and his word. Here is the conclusion of this podcast. I just want to say, um, you might have heard him, my son woke up and was crying and I was like trying to hustle through a little bit of this and he fell back asleep. So thank you Lord for letting me get through this podcast today. Here's the conclusion about renewing your mind. Some things I want you to remember really, not a conclusion, but a couple of things I really want you to remember as you go about the rest of your day and listen to another podcast or whatever. Number one, remember that renewing your mind is what is going to transform you into the image of Christ. Romans 12 two says, I'll say it again. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. And we are transformed by the renewing of your mind. If you want to see real change in your heart and life, you got to renew your mind. And then you will be made into the image of Christ. Number two, renewing your mind is an ongoing process that we will all be doing for the rest of our lives. Don't be discouraged by this thought, but be encouraged that we are all on this journey together. And when we meet Jesus, it will be complete. Back to that delayed gratification I talked about in the beginning of this episode. It will be complete. And how sweet it will be to know that our mind is fully and completely renewed. And we are made into the image of Christ after a lifetime of working for that. Lastly, I want you to remember that rebuilding and renovating your mind from the inside is only done by the power of God. He is renewing you, tearing down walls and building truth into you through the Holy Spirit. You are capable of meeting with him every day and changing your thought processes because he is powerful not because you're powerful not because you're disciplined not because you're wise not because you're great at memorizing scripture not because you pray the most eloquent prayer no you are capable of renewing your mind every day and rebuilding your thought life because he is powerful because he is gracious because he is merciful because he is loving and it's not on you. You can just lean into him and he will do it for you. That's the great thing about the Lord. Let's close out in prayer, but stick around for a few more minutes after we pray because I have a couple of things to share with you. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for allowing me to share this with people today this truth of renewing our mind why we do it what it means and how we do it lord i thank you for every single person who listens to this podcast and i pray that it has touched their their life today lord i pray that it has encouraged them to draw near to you lord i pray that it has encouraged them to spend time with you every single day and spend time memorizing your truth and cementing it into their hearts lord i pray that they that you would cement and nail your truth into each and every person's heart and mind so that they are constantly reminded of what's true and that so that they can rip down the walls of lies and 
and ugliness in their heart and mind and instead build in the truth of your grace and your love and your mercy, Lord. I pray for each and every person that they would (coughs) come before you in prayer and realize that you make them capable of transforming into the image of Christ and it's by your mercy and grace that it's possible and that they can just lean into you and you will take care of the rest. Um, Thank you so much for everything you do for us, for giving us the ability to become like you, Lord, and for the hope that it will be completed when we see you face to face, Lord. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy. In your name I pray, amen. so much for tuning into the podcast today. I pray it was such a blessing and that you learned something new about the word of God today. I'm so, I truly am so thankful for your presence here. Please don't forget to check us out on Instagram at the unfolding co for daily and weekly encouragement, reminders, prayers, scripture memory, and truth. Also, we have a website now. The link can be found in the show notes and on the blog. You can find the free devotional, Living Fruitfully, a 12-day study on this fruit of the spirit for some extra encouragement, as well as bi-weekly blog post expanding on our podcast episodes. So one week from today, I will have 10 truths to renew your mind with on the blog. We will begin sending out a newsletter in January of 2023, which you can sign up for right now so you don't miss it. Go ahead and click the link in the show notes for that as well. If you enjoy the podcast, here are a few ways you can continue to support us for free. Like and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you like listening to. Leave a rating and a review. This helps so much. It lets Apple and Spotify know that people enjoy the podcast and to push it out and share the podcast with a friend if you would be so kind because the more people the better each of these things helps support and grow the podcast thanks again so much for listening and i'll talk to you soon